Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 214. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Buenos dias, Fire Nation, and let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors, Audible and GoToMeeting. Audible has an audio library of over 100,000 of your favorite titles. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash fire. That's audiblepodcast.com slash fire. GoToMeeting with HD Faces is the powerfully simple way to meet and collaborate with your team online. Try it for free for 30 days. Visit gotomeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use the promo code fire. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Aaron Kalo. Aaron, are you prepared to ignite? I am. (laughs) All right. Aaron is one of the more well-known faces in the online marketing and advertising space. He is considered a leading online marketing educator and can translate online marketing technology jargon into simple marketing and business terms. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Aaron, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. And then tell us about your business. Sure. Um, On the personal side, I am, you know, the quintessential uh, entrepreneur. And it's more that I'm not to focus here about how do you start or run a business, but more somebody that likes to find an idea um, capture its essence and put it into uh, work. So personally, I live here in San Francisco, um, very heavy in the digital and technology space. I uh, am a runner, do yoga, um, big into Buddhism and the mental state of things. And uh, I don't know, all around good dude, I guess. Well, Aaron, We love talking to good dudes here at Entrepreneur on Fire, and we're going to delve pretty deep into your business and everything that it encompasses later on in the interview. But before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote, gets that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Yeah. I I thought a lot about success and what it's meant to me and, and some of my fellow entrepreneurs. And I would say my favorite quote that just kind of resonates for me is, ideas are good. Hard work is great, but persistent wins. Wow, that's a powerful quote for entrepreneurs for so many reasons, Aaron. But take it down to the ground level. How have you applied this mantra to your life and turned it into success? So I think really what it comes down to is I've always looked at the the businesses I've started, and I'm on number three right now. And there, when you reverse engineer your successful days back to the beginning days, you always find major, major challenges, those heartaches and those sleepless nights and those are we going to make it moments. And most times I find when any entrepreneur fails, because most entrepreneurs start small, right? They have to start with a small group and then right. build up depending on funding, is that it's their will to persist and really keep going because the opportunities are usually there. It's just your ability to stay in the game long enough 
to figure it out. And sometimes it's the smallest change in your direction or it just is that staying power when that one big opportunity comes to you and you build a whole business model around how you built that thing out for that particular client. So I find out, you know, I find that a lot of people have great ideas. Um, very few are willing to work as hard as it is to actually get a business done. But those that are really successful that make a small business into a super mega powerhouse, they persist through those obstacles at all costs. Aaron, I love that word reverse engineer. Being a military officer in the Army specifically for eight years, that was something we were always striving to do, especially when we were in Iraq. We would always start from the end and backtrack to the very beginning so we could make sure that those roads that we didn't want to travel down because danger lied at the end of them, we didn't go down them. I always trace it back to reverse engineering and being able to walk backwards from that source. So that's just so powerful in so many niches, especially for entrepreneurs. So thank you for bringing that up. And it's actually going to be a great transition to our next topic, which is failure, which is obstacles, challenges that as entrepreneurs, we face every single day in our life. But Aaron, you're a spotlighted entrepreneur. So take us back to a time in your journey when you failed, when you came up against an obstacle or a challenge that you had to dig deep to overcome and tell Fire Nation how you overcame that. Well, first and foremost, there there are many. And so, <laughs> you know, I, I, I hear a lot of people talk about their one big failure, but there are right. so many out there. And, you know, if the, there is one um, story in particular that, that stands out, um, and it was uh, recently, actually, because I have launched a new company in the past 18 months, and we, um, you know, we, we've been in the industry we're in for a while, but under a different mantra in terms of the organization that we sold a couple years ago, and we thought we had it figured out. Like We thought we were going to build what we had as a membership model, which we're going to give everybody everything under the sun, and they're going to pay us X amount a month, and this is going to be great. And I don't know if you've heard of the phrase, you know, crickets, but they were, it, it was <laughs> sounded like crickets when we put it out there. And I knew these people personally, and I'd ask them why, and they'd hem, and they'd haw, and yeah, it sounds great. You know, and it's one of the things that I just couldn't figure out. And what hit me is... I went back to some of the basics and was reminded by a friend of mine that people sometimes tell you what they think they want, but they don't know what they want until they're actually in the moment, right? Right. And so we failed to do the research of what people will actually do when looking at this value proposition in front of them versus asking them if they thought it was good, you know? And you know how it is. Even with the focus groups we had, a lot of people will say, yeah, that sounds good great and your friends will always tell you that sounds awesome. You don't need those friends. You don't need those people. You need people to tell you what's wrong, what they see and what they will actually do. And it's a great reminder to get in the actualities, not the theoretical. Um, so once we were willing to take a step back and figure out what was wrong versus what a lot of people will do is keep pushing harder and harder forward in that linear path, you know, we, we were able to reverse engineer. We actually scrapped about half a million dollars for development work wow. and went down a different route, right? The old sunk costs. You never make a decision based on sunk costs. And we are sitting on top of a gold mine right now and taking a more uh, linear approach to our model, which is strictly on subscription versus membership. And those are nuances that made all the difference for us. There are so many powerful things to take out of that, Aaron. We were fortunate enough a couple of weeks back to have Eric Reese on the show, Entrepreneur on Fire, and he talked so eloquently about 
minimally viable product. You need to get that product out to the customers as soon as possible and start getting that feedback because dollars speak louder than words. You'll have so many people that say, oh yeah, sure, that sounds great. I'm all in for that. But then when it comes to opening up that billfold, sometimes <laughs> that really speaks the volumes that you really need. So that's yep. exactly what you experienced, Aaron. And I would love to hear just a little more detail about some pivots that you had to make from that original continuity model that you had to turn it into a success. Yeah. So the first is uh, staff. <laughs> staff. I had had to let go of people and I had to be, you know, uh, the lean startup. Yeah. The, brave enough to, to do this in the correct way. And a lot of times when people are worried about firing staff, especially when you fire more than, you know, one or two people, people, the rest of the staff get a little antsy, what's going on. And, <laughs> You know, you, you need to do what's best. And we all will say it. Anybody that runs an organization, any entrepreneur will tell you, they always fire too slowly. And, and I will repeat that. You know, we always are firing too slowly because usually we're good people. We want to give people a second chance. And, you know, I think that was the first piece was aligning staff with our, our new direction. The second was just simply doing an analysis, you know, the old matrix of where your unique value proposition fits in the marketplace and how you can stand out. And once we understood, and for us, we're in the e-learning business right now, we found out that nobody in our market was doing e-learning at any degree of quality. We just honed in on that and zeroed in and are blowing it out now because we just simply stand out amongst the crowd. Um, and it really made it easy. Now, if we ever want to get to that higher layer level of membership, we can add on more services to our core offering. We'll do that. And we're starting to now, but you said it right, get something that is sustainable and has unique value, a very focused value to an individual's problem, and you will see success. We found that nobody in the marketplace was specializing in e-learning. And for us, that was the aha. That was the, hey, if we can go do this better than anybody else, we're going to have a unique spot in the marketplace that nobody can touch. That's really powerful stuff, Aaron. And one thing that I would really love to touch upon really quickly, just share with Fire Nation, what exactly was not working well with your original model that you heard crickets? And then what specific pivot did you make to start getting those dollars trickling in? Yeah, I mean, what wasn't working well is everything was just too general. It wasn't defined enough. We were giving everybody the you know the soup mentality where you put everything into the pot and you stir it around and you, you hope that there's enough ingredients that attract everybody to some degree, right? There's all these great articles and there's all this great research and there's all these great people you can network and there's all these great you know things you can do. Um, but with all of that, it just dilutes the message. You can't really uh. go boil that ocean. So that was the problem. We were trying to do all these things we thought would be so appealing to so many people and touch so many pain points. We didn't focus on one pain point. The and the niche. pain point we did focus on was when I need to learn how to do something, I need a video, an e-learning component to show me how to do it because I can't read it in an article or a piece of research. And once we focused on that core problem and did that through the e-learning side of things, that is when we pivoted and said, ah, people really do need this. People are watching things like free webinars. Why don't we create the high quality webinar, if you will, and do that at a minimal cost for people? Powerful. And just to reiterate one point you made that I love, 
Hire slow, fire fast. As entrepreneurs, we really usually adopt the opposite mentality. We get so excited, we hire people, we bring them on, our team's expanding, and then when we get a little glitch, we're like, oh, we can, you know, things will pick back up. We can't fire these people. We brought them on. That will denote failure, but it can be an overall failure if you don't hire slow, fire fast. Yeah, well, and you you probably know this with your military background. You got to remember, you're the captain of the ship, right? Right, the master of the destiny. Right. You've got this team you've got to take care of and the ship comes first. And if there's an individual on the team that needs to get tossed off the, uh, the old piece, then that's, they need to get tossed off for the better of everybody else (laughs) on that ship. Absolutely. And let's use this now to transition to our next topic, Aaron, which is the aha moment. You've already brought up some incredible aha moments you've had when that light bulb just went off and you made those pivots to really move your business into that area where you're now extremely successful. But take us back to a time in your journey when you had this huge light bulb that just went off. The clouds parted, the sun shined through, and you said, wow, this is my authentic self. This is my target market and how I'm going to resonate with them. And Aaron, how'd you turn that moment into success? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of that comes down to personal passions aligning with your uh business directive, if you will. Um, It's happened for me twice. Uh, The first time is when I got that little personal speaker's high that we all get when we get on stage and give a speech in front of a few hundred or a few thousand people. And then the the follow-up on the thank yous and just that uh, remuneration in people's uh, excitement about what we were doing was great. So when I was able to say, look, I like to educate people, so why don't I do that in a bigger way than just speaking at somebody's conference? Why don't I create my own conference Whoa. and then build that into its own business? That that really is when things started to turn on and get going for me. And once I figured that out, because I was running an agency before that, then I was able to really cue into some other things that made sense for me and allowed me to pivot to this new business because we sold that event business for a good chunk of change to a publicly traded company and get into this, okay, now we're educating people in these events. How do we educate the world, right? through this thing we call the internet. And that was the other big moment. It's like, ah, I'm educating, you know, a hundred people, a thousand people at a time. Why can't I educate a million people at a time and add some real value to the world? And that's, that's where things started to align. My personal passion and, you know, a little bit of the ego wanting to do something bigger and better and make <laughs> right. a bigger impact all kind of came together and, and those two, but yet similar moments. So Aaron, if you could just pull one clear lesson from this experience, what would it be? I would say the one clear uh, experience is back to where we started, which is really the discipline and persistence. That that's what wins out time in and time out. It's not the great idea. It's not even who's willing to work harder, but who's willing to sustain themselves over time. Right. And that usually is you know that discipline and that ability to align with that passion that I think makes all the difference. That's that's like the key lesson that you got to stay in the game long enough. Um, And if I were to take maybe a second piece of that and be sagacious enough to look around you and understand what's going on and then revisit what you had, that's where you went. Because persistence alone won't do it, but you got to understand what's going on around you and be willing to look at that in its truest nature and then persist again down that different path to get to success. So Aaron, here's a curveball. Have you had an I've made it moment? 
I had a little tear in the eye when I sold the event. It was a a good milestone in my career. Uh, It was a validation that I created something of value um, because when somebody's willing to put, you know, a a good price tag on something like that, that was that was probably the the big moment. But you know, for most of us, it's always you're like you're always one step ahead of where you already are. So when you get that award, right? When you get that. I'm a top 40, under 40 entrepreneur award, you're already two steps thinking something bigger and better. So it's kind of this weird thing. So yes, I did have that one, but it's it's rare for me. Um, and I think for a lot of people that sit in the same shoes because they're thinking so far forward as opposed to uh, you know the current day. Love that moment. Aaron, are you enjoying the journey of an entrepreneur? John, the honest truth is yes, but not every second of the day. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> that is honest, and I appreciate that. You just, I mean, I, I don't care how much of an optimist you are, and I am pretty high on that level. That things are hard, and things do take time, and things do get frustrating, regardless how big or small of an organization you're running or starting. Right. Um, that's part of it. So it's just a matter of keeping perspective. So you got to check in and check back on things that aren't part of your business to keep you focused on what's important. Um, but yes, if I were to answer that question in a, a word or two, yes, I'm enjoying the journey for sure. Powerful. So Aaron, let's turn the spotlight to you present day right now. You have a lot of exciting things going on in a lot of different areas. Share with Fire Nation two things that are just really exciting you right now. Education technology. There's so much being written up every day. I love it. I'm seeing it in the Wall Street Journal (laughs) and the New York Times and on blog posts. And, you know, I've been looking at this for a few years now. So the fact that everybody is getting into the, hey, we can learn all this stuff online and supplemental learning in person, right? And do really that interesting and interactive stuff in person is great. Um, I think, you know, distributing the world's best content. Um, educationally is nothing more important um, out there. And so I'm super excited about the whole e-learning space, obviously because we're in it, but everybody's talking about it now and how to improve your career opportunities, your college education, even K through 12. So it's super, super exciting. that Everybody's talking about education again, because for me, and I don't want to ramble too much, I have this whole theory about education equating to happiness. And, and if you think about when you learn something and then you're able to actually put that learning into action and see tangible results, that is proven to have high, high enjoyment level on anything somebody does, especially their career. And so if we focus on education and everything we do, we get so much more enjoyment out of life. And so that's, that's got me excited. Um, I'll stop there because that was a mouthful unless you want a second one. You know, I do want a second one, actually, believe it or not. But before I do take that second one, I just want to touch on your first one for a second because it's just so inspiring to hear somebody with such honest, genuine passion in their voice about what they do. And you were just at Social Media Marketing World. Am I correct? Correct. What a great conference down in San Diego. Just a phenomenal time. That was what was on so many people's lips down there was this online education experience. And I was walking around, I was hearing people talking about it. I was, I can just put myself in your shoes and just hear this buzz of excitement that's building up. And on a personal note, I truly have been feeling the same way about podcasting with Mike Stelzner giving the opening keynote and basically ending it in front of 1,100 attendees of Social Media Marketing World and saying, Hey guys, 2013, it's all about podcasting. Gets me so excited. So I feel what you're feeling 
with my industry, with my niche, which is Entrepreneur on Fire. And I'm just seeing these incredible results from my listeners getting this free online education, this content, being able to download and on their drive to work and while they're working out at the gym, consume this content that people like yourself are willing to provide. So I thank you for that. And that's one reason why Entrepreneur on Fire has grown to over 200,000 unique downloads every single month. That's just continuing to snowball as we move forward. And I know you're experiencing the same thing. So take us on to the second thing that is really exciting you right now. Well, what's really exciting me is the uh, the digital side of things that right. everybody and their mother understands that digital is important. And so we're no longer talking about, hey, should I be doing this or that online or this or that on Google or this or that on Facebook? It's what do I do and right. how do I do it? It's a fundamental shift that's happened. Yeah, it's a big shift. It's integrated. It's interwoven into our lives. And I think for me, it's, it's just exciting to see that people have crossed that and actually watch that proverbial crossing of the chasm as we not only change our business behaviors, but we change our whole behaviors as human beings. You know, I always like to talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I mean, if you think about that, you know, people spend more time socializing on their mobile phone than they do eating. Uh, you know, I'm not sure where self-actualization actually fits in that hierarchy. It's all changed, right? Right. Um, so it's, it's really cool to watch it because we're looking at a behavioral change. I mean, it's bigger than the printing press. It's bigger than anything because this is how we interact as human beings, how we communicate, how we do things in addition to all the other business implications. And so super cool to see the trends grow down. And I think we are just at the beginning stages because so much more is to come. So I'm just excited about that. Hey, we're there. And now it's how do we do it and do it better. Love that. And on that note, Aaron, What's your vision for the future? Our vision is to be the destination where the world learns digital and social media marketing. Yes. That's the vision. So all we do every single day is collect content, edit content, get content uh, structured in a way that's easier for people to use and to find. So if I can do that or get even close to that, that that's victory for me on the Online Marketing Institute side of things. Powerful. Fire Nation, let's thank our sponsors now, Audible and GoToMeeting. When your entire team can get together, it's amazing what gets accomplished. Projects that take weeks, decisions that take days are done right then and there. But gathering everyone together from different locations can be time-consuming, expensive, and often quite impossible. That's why we use GoToMeeting with HD Faces. It makes it easy for your entire team to get together online whenever you need to, no matter where people are. With GoToMeeting by Citrix, you can share the same screen so you stay on the same page. The built-in HD video conferencing makes your online meetings just like being in the same room. Just turn on your webcam. Plus, it's simple to launch or join a meeting from anywhere using your computer, smartphone, or tablet. Even present from your iPad. Fire Nation, try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. Don't wait. For this special offer, visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use a promo code FIRE. Remember, promo code FIRE. Now let's chat Audible. Head on over to audible.com where you can choose from over 100,000 audio titles within a ton of different genres. Download individual audiobooks or sign up with Audible Listener Program, which gives you book credits for each month for one low fee. 
When you download an audiobook over at audible.com, you can access it on your computer, burn it to a CD, upload it to your iPod, or any other MP3 device. Let me tell you, Fire Nation, audible.com is the place to go for premium digital audio entertainment. Audible.com and Entrepreneur on Fire would like to thank you for listening to today's episode by offering you this. Get a free audiobook and a 30-day trial today by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash fire. That's audiblepodcast.com slash fire. So Aaron, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round, and this is where I ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us Fire Nation with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sound like a plan. <laughs> All right. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Simply timing. It's uh, not usually something I was seeking out, but it was there's an opportunity that kept me from being an entrepreneur when I was working for somebody else. So uh, I, th I think it was just the right place and the right time uh, in terms of becoming that entrepreneur and fulfilling, as they say, your destiny. Destiny. What's the best business advice you've ever received? Patience. Push hard, then wait. And that, that, that's hard to know when and where to do it, but you got to learn how to let things come to you versus always trying to get what you think you need. Because my mentality, the way I've been successful to a certain point was because I pushed for what I wanted, but when I really became just the next level of success is when I allowed things to come to me. What is something that's working for you right now? The whiteboard. Literally, what's working for me right now is getting out at this stage in our company because we're really mapping out our product set and really refining that is getting on a whiteboard and writing things down and looking at it analytically and then looking at it again in a month. And I know that sounds just so trite and small and I'm sure there's so much better advice to be giving out there, <laughs> but I'm telling you, when you can sit back and look at the whiteboard and think for a little bit, think and really think and have somebody else test your thinking and then come back to it again, the more times you can do it, the better off you're going to be because soon you're going to be in a place where you have a revenue stream. You can't really pull back from or makes it harder. And so at an earlier stage, use that whiteboard as many times as you can until you really feel like you got it right. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? There are companies like Zite out there that help you find good readings. And I think as entrepreneurs, um, motivation is so important. So for us to be reading something that gets our mind going in a very positive and creative way outside of the normal mindset that we're in in our micro segments of the industry is important. So these uh, curation sites that don't let you pick the actual magazines you're looking for or publications, but they actually pick the articles for you based on your interest really has been helpful because it just kind of lets me flow into something interesting and cool that I wouldn't have been into and sparks all sorts of new ideas. Well, Fire Nation, you'll be able to find links to Zite and everything else that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to entrepreneuronfire.com slash Aaron Kalo. Aaron, if you could recommend a book for our listeners, what would it be? If you haven't read uh, the classic Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, yes. I think it's a bust. Your people skills, the way you interact with the world is where it starts. And if you don't have those skill sets, you're, you're going to have a rocky road ahead of you, regardless of how well you execute on the business side. Fire Nation, you can get the audio version of this book, which is incredible, for free by going to eofirebook.com. 
audiobook.com. It's a gift from Audible for Entrepreneur on Fire listeners, eofirebook.com. So Aaron, this next question is my favorite, kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would buy a few domains and start setting up my internet business. Which domain would you buy first? (laughs) 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 Oh, you know, that's a a good one. There's, There's a lot out there. So, I would uh, I, I would buy probably the the top trafficked domains that are on that, that can be found on Google and work my way backwards from there. Love it, Aaron. You have given us some great actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, I'm assuming everybody who's listening is an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur. And oh, I yeah. would say, I would say, you know, the one piece of advice, if I could give just one, it would be simply to find what really motivates you and then invest in it, your time and your money. Good ideas are not good enough to start a business. It will frustrate you. So find where the passion lines and I think you'll find success. And to answer your second part, you can find me at... Uh, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at onlinemarketinginstitute.org, or uh, I prefer actually LinkedIn or Facebook. So just Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, last name Kalo, K-A-H-L-O-W. I believe I'm the only one, so hit me up there as well. Like I said earlier, all of this will be linked up in the show notes, entrepreneuronfire.com slash Aaron Kalo. Aaron, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Fire Nation. My first book, Podcast Launch, is now live at Amazon. In this book, I share all and have created a step-by-step process for launching your podcast. The Fire Bonus is 15 video tutorials that I included with the purchase. You join me as I walk us step-by-step through each process visually, and by the end, you will be a podcasting pro. Pick up your copy at podcastlaunch.com. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.